Thank you for listening to the official podcast of Live Church Orlando, where we encourage you to live your life His way. For more information about Live Church and other resources, please visit livechurchorlando.com. Don't put your circumstance on, <laughs> don't put your stipulation, excuse me, on God's commands. Honor your father, period. He was never there. So, so, so to say honor your father insinuates that you can dishonor him. So if you're not going to publicly honor him or even privately honor him, don't dishonor him. Whether he was there or not, whether you know him or not, whether he slapped your mom or not, whether he raped somebody or molested. Honor, and if you're not going to honor, that's, that's disobedient. But if you're not going to do that, don't do the perfect opposite and dishonor him. Because after all, you would not be here with all of your wonderfulness had it not been for that dysfunctional father. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? Regardless of his condition or position, God says honor. Regardless of his position or condition, honor. Regardless of his position or condition, honor. Love you, dad. Hey, dad. Think about your, a text or nothing, but just don't dishonor. So let's talk about this. Fathers, the roles of a father, a good father. All right, 1230, babe, 1 o'clock, just walk out and rub me on my back. Then I know my time is up. Let's talk about the roles of a father and how God established this whole thing. Because God came up with fathers, God came up with mothers, God came up with children. Children. So how do we do this? The Bible says in the first uh, media, I might flow a little different today. So if I say the Bible says, and it's the next scripture, can you just, just put it up for me? I might not go to my notes. Okay. The Bible says, except the Lord <laughs> builds the house. Except the Lord builds the house. <clears throat> they labor in vain who build it. Unless the Lord guards the city. The watchman keeps awake in vain. So except the Lord builds the house, whoever's building it, you're doing it in vain. Uh, not just the house structure, which we're going to talk about primarily today, but except the Lord builds anything, except the Lord builds your career, you're going to establish it in vain. Except the Lord builds your relationships, you're building it in vain. Except the Lord builds your uh, what, whatever it is, you but the fact that it's being built, people celebrate it. Because it says, unless the Lord builds the house, they labor in vain who build it. So it still gets built. So we love the fact that, hey, it's work it must be God because it's working. I'm building it. It's God got to be with me because look at this. Look at all I got. Look at all I did. 
if God didn't do it, it's in vain. It will never reach its full potential. It'll never reach the full purpose of it. And you will never be fulfilled. Except the Lord builds it. Look at your neighbor and say, let God build it. Because it's his intent. It's his desire. He started marriages. He said it's not good for men to be alone. So, Lord, what is your intention in this business that you want me to start? Got quiet over here, so I'm walking over to this side. What is your intention, Lord? What do you want to see built in this relationship? What do you want to see built in this marriage? Because except you build it, it's going to be in vain. And I don't know about you this morning, Liv. I don't have time to waste time building something that ain't going to last. You might have a little more time than me. I don't have time to waste time on relationships. If you ain't going to be in my future in five years, let's cut it in five minutes. I don't, I don't. Let me go to this side. I just, I, I, I don't have time. I don't have energy to waste giving my love, my attention, and my affection to somebody who's not going to mean anything to me in my next season. So except the Lord builds this, I'm not wasting. I'm not wasting my time. Except the Lord keeps the city. The watchman keeps awake in vain. The Bible says in the next scripture, Lo, the children are a heritage of the Lord. It says the fruit of the womb is his reward. As arrows are in the hand of a mighty man, so are the children of the youth. Happy is the man that has his quiver full of them. They shall not be ashamed. Mm. But they shall speak with the enemies in the gate. So God establishes family. He first created man. Man had a relationship with God. It was just man in the garden by himself. He said, it's not good for man to be alone. I'm going to make him a help me. Most men don't know we need help. It doesn't happen too much now because of the modern technology. But back in the day, men wouldn't pull over and ask for directions. We'd figure it out. Just be lost. Just be... On your way to New York, end up in Miami. It's just, we don't always realize we need help because of our pride and because of our ego and because of our misperception of who we are. We're supposed, we're supposed to know everything, but we don't. You're supposed to be the strong one, but we're not all the time. You're supposed to have all the answers, but we don't. If any man will be honest with you in here, which I am, I know I look, uh, so I'm 42 years old, been married 21 years, got two kids, oldest is 16, youngest is 12. I've been through, I got a business, I got a career, I got a ministry. I know a few things, I'm not bragging, I'm just saying, listen, l listen. There's a little young boy gonna tell me with little brown shoes on. <laughs> tell me how to run my house. Sit down, boy, put your dad back up, put your dad back up. <laughs> If we be honest, we don't know it all. And we don't know that that part of our lives is a strength. Could it be that our vulnerability is a strength? Because then we withdraw from the help that God has placed in our lives. Oh, men, don't be afraid to be vulnerable to the right one. Don't be vulnerable in life. But be vulnerable and like clay and be moldable to God and to the one he sends to you. You have to be because you don't have it all. You clearly don't have it all. Naturally, 
Adam didn't have it all. I mean, physically, he literally took his rib. So there is something that a woman is completely made of that I have nothing of. My shoes just got heavy. I think I'm walking heavier than I thought today. You are completely made out of something that I don't have. So how can you have all the answers for everything when there's a gap in you that God has... Con oh, God. He took from you and made a woman out of it. So there is something that a woman is made of that you don't have. You got to be humble enough to receive from your rib. Not your homie who got the same gap you got. Y'all just really, that's what I'm saying, homie, that's what I mean. Y'all got the same gap. I literally do not have in me anymore what she all sees completely is. What she complete, y'all know what I'm saying? Because I don't know how to say that. And women, you got to understand that you were made to be connected to. I know all the women independent on your hand. You wasn't created like that. You were created to be assigned to. Women, oh God, that's... You were brought into existence to help man. Now these dynamics are very vast. Because it matters how you help. And then it matters how you receive help, men. So this is a crazy dynamic here. So here's a woman anointed to help. Babe, why don't we go out more? We, don't, we just stay home. She's trying to bring balance to the house. You preach all the time. You work all the time. Let's go on vacation. So we get it. That's the intent. But how, she says, it matters. Why, we don't do nothing. Look, look, look at my help. Now, this is my help. All you do is work, and we probably go to the movies every four months. Well, we should go somewhere sometime. That's not how you help, ladies. Because all you do is irritate the, the gap that's in us already. Like, oh, man, now we feel like we should try to grow another rib. Like, I should have all the answers. So you expect men, oh, God, to be who they were not trained to be. And they didn't have the training to be a man. Or a husband. They didn't have a blueprint. So you're frustrated because you're expecting what a husband or father or, or, or a man should be. And he's frustrated because he, he doesn't have it. And so now it can grow to even domestic violence. Women, you were not created to be just independent. Although we admire your strength. And we need it. And you have proven to be strong in areas where men are not. But it's not to say, yeah, see, you ain't know that. Yeah, okay, you the rib. Okay, you're supposed to do that part. He don't even know how to keep a house clean. He don't even know how to do it. You're supposed to do that. That's your side. That's you do that. You're supposed to have something totally that I have none of. But to submit to your husband also means to submit ideas. Submit don't just mean, yes, sir, yes, sir, yes, sir. No, no. Look, can I submit? Can we have vacations twice a year? Can I submit? I'm submitting to my husband. Vision. I'm submitting to my husband ideas. I'm submitting. That's what it means also to submit, to bring to, not take from. 
Are you hearing what I'm saying? Ladies, are y'all hearing me? Fellas, are y'all hearing me? I'm talking about the fathers now, but I, I want to talk about marriage so bad. We got to have a marriage something, babe. We got to do this marriage thing. You feel me? Thank you for all the two couples that scream. Appreciate you. Glad you guys are here. I love you so much. So God's order is man first. I make man. I make that man a husband. Eve is here. I make that husband a father. God's order, man, husband, father. All right? The world's order is boy, father. I don't know you, so I ain't talking about you. If it's you, we love you. I mean, I'm not, I got to boys are having boys, and babies are having babies. So we've developed a slightly dysfunctional generation in the last 20-something years where babies are having babies. It's the reason why God said, be a man first, and then be a husband, because she can help that gap area right there. Then you all can be strong enough to raise children. If you deterred or disrupted or jumped ahead of the order in any way, there is still grace. Look at your neighbor and say, there's still grace. Children are a heritage of the Lord. The fruit of the womb is his reward. He rewards you with children. It's his. Be careful how you treat God's stuff. Your kids look like you or look like your spouse and they get on your nerves, but that's God's. Did y'all hear what I said? That's God's stuff. The children is God's stuff. He told her, hey, hey, don't treat them kids like that. Suffer little children. Forbid them not. Don't stop them. He ain't say nothing about everybody else that's crowding him, but the children is his. They look just like you, but they belong to God. They look just like her, but they belong to God. They look just like him, but they belong to God. They act just like him, but they belong to God. They act just like her, but they belong to God. Be careful how you treat God's stuff. God's stuff is not to be mishandled. God's stuff is not to be molested. Oh, God, I'm sorry. God's stuff is not to be handled inappropriately. God's stuff is not to be treated inappropriately. And if your parents would have got this message, we would have been further along. The Bible says the sins of the father go to the second, third, and even the fourth generation. The sins of the father go down four generations. If a generation is 40 or 50 years, that's 200 years. 200 years of dysfunction that you could be dating. 200 years of confusion and lost identity that you could be hanging out with, going to see Incredibles 2. You got to realize that you're holding the hand of a possible 200-year dysfunction. Not just for you to know and correct, but for you to have grace for. He ain't going to do nothing right. There's 200 years of wrong that he's fighting through. Fathers, I'm trying to help you. If the ladies ain't going to scream, I need you. It's 200 years of the sins of the father that I'm fighting through. Now, hopefully it's not 200 straight clean years of sin and mistakes. Hopefully there's been some peaks of righteousness and holiness somewhere. I definitely got that. But if it gets better, if, it's, if it starts with you, the rest of the generations can be blessed. Amen? Look at, every man say, it starts with me. I didn't say every father. Every man say, it starts with me. Happy is the man that has his quiver full of them. 
the quiver, uh, uh, children are like arrows, the Bible says. Happy is the man that has his quiver. I can't break all this down. I got to move. I got to move. I got to move. I got to move. Happy is the man that has his quiver full of them. The quiver is the, the case, the, the, the pouch that the arrows are in. So the, 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 uh, the, the arrow shooter will pull out the arrow out of the quiver, shoot the arrow, go back in the quiver. It's the pouch. It's the book bag. That the, it's the carrier that the arrows are in. Happy is the man that has his carrier full of children. So the carrier is now the woman. Women are the quiver. I don't have time to break this down. Women, you are the quiver. But you have to understand that's who you are. Men are the releasers, like arrows. They release. Women are the carriers. They hold on to. So if a man releases a dysfunctional phrase... You carry that for months, and he didn't even mean to say that. You still carrying. You understand what I'm saying? We can go naturally like in childbirth, okay? If you lay with your spouse, he releases seed. You carry it. You go through. You pregnant. You, your neck is, yeah, you, you. You put an extra concealer just on your neck. Like, what's all this dark? changes he's chilling you good babe cool because he's the releaser he's over it you're carrying it never mind never mind that's that's marriage stuff but can we do this marriage thing please okay it's not that he don't care he's a releaser that's what i do he goes in there fathers your job is to pick your kids up Your job is to reach back, pick them up, pull them out. Pull your kid out of whatever dysfunction they're in. The father's job is to pull the child out. The son should never stay bound too long if he has a good father. The daughter should never stay in sin too long if he has a good father. The daughter should never be in a dysfunctional relationship if she has a good father. He should reach back and pull them out. Don't let me stay too long. Father reaches back, pulls them out, pulls them back. <laughs> this is instruction. This is discipline. This is me stretching you. Fathers, you got to stretch your children. But in the right direction. I ain't even get to train up a child yet. You got to stretch your kids in the right direction. You got to stretch them to what? Have you prayed today? Do you talk to God? See how quiet? Because that's not really, that's stretching. Yeah, because they don't pray. Yes. Stretch them. Did you read the word? You got your Bible at? Make sure the alert goes off every day, 8 o'clock. Stretch them. Stretch them. My wife does it so good. I had to learn from her. Mom, my jaw hurt. My jaw. Did you talk to God about it? I was like, babe, how can you say that? They're coming to us crying. Their jaw hurts. How could you just say, did you, did you talk to God about it? She's not being religious. She's stretching them yes. towards the area that they will soon be launched. Yes. That couple, did you hear what I said? Stretch me towards the direction that I'm soon to be released. Then the fathers release their children into the world. Learn how to let go, fathers. 
Learn when the time is right. It's time for your children to be launched. Even if they're launched far from you, if it's the right direction, it's good. Children get their identity from the father. That's the first thing you get is identity. I got 18 minutes, y'all. Can I make it? All the visitors like, yeah. My church like. <laughs> you get your identity from the father. God brought all the animals to Adam to see what he would name them. And whatever he named them, that's what it was. Man, you have the authority to name a thing. And whatever it is, that's what it shall be. In the identity lies the security. When I got my identity, I have security. When I know who I am, I don't have to be identified through things or through other people or through trends. You know how insecure people got to have the latest clothes. Insecure people got to have the latest everything because you don't know who you are outside of somebody else's name. <laughs> so you got to wear names because you don't know yours. Wear names as a luxury, not a necessity. Did you hear what I said? Your these are Louis. These are Louis right here. Louis. Louis. These are Louis. Louis. So? Your name is Charles. I don't care about Louis if your name is Chuck. Chucky Cheese is your name. I don't care about Louis Vuitton. Now, if you like it, and you enjoy it as a luxury, so be it. But if you need it to feel confident, that's the wrong focus. And you need to know who you are. That's a lack of identity and it's insecurity. And fathers, you got to secure the kids. Jaden Smith, okay. Jaden Smith could care less about anything that's going on on this earth that we breathe air in. The boy don't care because he's so secure. His father has locked in his identity. You are a Smith. I am Will Smith. You are my son. You don't need nothing. You don't need nobody. I got you from finances to, to comfort to protection. Yeah. So now he's free. Yeah. Jaden rapping like I'm an icon living. <laughs> okay, y'all. All right. He don't care about nothing and nobody, and the world is drawn to him because he know who he is. I will wear a t-shirt and blue jeans from H&M or Walmart or the Salvation Army. My clothes do not define me. I am God's child. Actually, but do you know who you are? I don't need trends in the latest. I don't need it. I know who I am. Fathers, it's your responsibility to secure the child in that way. Name them. The Bible says in the next scripture, after God appeared to Jacob the first time, you know, he wrestled with an angel or he wrestled with a man. And he said, listen, your name will be Israel, no more Jacob. Gave him identity. The Bible says he appeared to Jacob a second time. I'm talking about naming him. Look at your neighbor and say, name it. Amen. Ladies, this goes for you too. Everything that God brought everything in, the, everything in the land to Adam to see what he would call it. 
Sometimes God brings things and people in your life, they're not all your boo. <laughs> you need to call certain things what it is. Like, okay, distraction, headache, problem waiting to happen. Ooh, nice guy, nice friend, okay. Cool person right here, okay. Uh -uh. Everything that comes in your life, even though God sent it, even though God sent them, even though God sent them, he, he said, it's not good for man to be alone. I got to make a help me for him. The next verse says he sent all the animals to Adam. It was a test. Will Adam marry a giraffe? Will Adam marry a horse? Will Adam date a gorilla? No, he named it what it is. Ain't none of y'all for me. And y'all need to look at some people that comes into your life and say, ain't none of y'all for me. I got purpose. I got glory. I got favor. And you don't match my swag. You don't match my Holy Ghost purpose. Ain't none of that for me. Y'all trying to make stuff work? Well, I know I got four legs. If I cut the two. That goat looked like it got a little beard anyway. That goat is kind of cute. And all these women are dating beasts. I'm sorry. Sorry. Name it. Every guy that comes in your life is not your boyfriend. Every guy that treats you nice is not your next boo. This must be it. He said, can I take you to lunch? We work together. He's taking me to lunch. So what? Go to lunch with your co-worker. You're my associate. Because once I start naming you my boo, I set myself up for disappointment, heartache, heartbreak, and years of trying to get out of a rut I should have never got in. Call it the right thing. So God appeared again to Jacob and blessed him. What is a blessing to you? He must have given him some money. He must have given him a house and a horse with tinted windows. He had to give him the first horse with air condition. <laughs> yeah, man. No. He blessed him because he told him who he was. He blessed him and God said, thy name is Jacob, but thy name shall not be called anymore Jacob. But Israel shall be, the, that's the blessing, identity. Because when I know who I am, I walk like who you called me. <laughs> what have you just found out? That your father or your great great whatever was a prince. Look at y'all like, I need to do that. <laughs> you know, family tree check thingy. What's it called? Ancestry.com. What if you found out that your father was a prince or a king somewhere? And you found out you were heir to the king. And they're going to move you to the country where he reigns in five years. You like, you could have worked them all like, how you doing? You good? Cool. Ty, do you have those reports? I have them for you in a few minutes. Thank you so much. You, you will walk different. Not because you have different, because you, you're so, you know who you are. <laughs> you ain't get a check in the mail, but you start acting different because you know I'm not who I was. I got a new name. I got a new identity. I know who I am. So when I know who I am, I know what I'm entitled to. I know what I have access to. I'll, I'll skip to the end. 
So here he is. His name was changed. Let me move it quickly. It's 1255. His name was changed. And here it is, Rachel, about to have his baby. Jacob, or Israel, about to have this changed man's name, uh, changed changed man's child. Here it says, when she was in hard labor, in the next scripture, the midwife said to her, don't be afraid. You now have another son. As her soul was departing, she was in so much pain. She named him. He's Benoit, son of my sorrow, because she died. On her way to death, she named him son of sorrow. But, good God am I, happy Father's Day to you. But his father called him Benjamin, son of the right hand. That means the son of strength. So while the mother called you her problem, the father calls you my solution. Woo, fathers, you better speak over your children and you better name them right. Did you hear what I just said? It's important what the father names you. And parents, never name the child after your present frustration. Always name them after their potential future. Never name a child after what you're going through. Name them after what they hope to be. Speak future over them even if you're going to die. Why would the last thing you name your child on the way to death? Sorrow. I might got dirt on my knees. Don't do that to your children regardless of your state. Name them something better than you. Are you hearing me? So after you name, then you got to train. Train up a child in the way that he should go. My father's preaching that today. Train up a child in the way he should go, teaching him to seek God's wisdom and his will and his abilities and talents. Even when he is old, he will not depart from it. So let me keep moving. I got so much to say about that. But y'all know what it means to train up a child. I say it all the time. That word train there means to bend. To bend, to train by repetition. Fathers, that means you have to be there to train a child. You got to be there and you got to be consistent. The little drop-ins every weekend, if that's your arrangement legally, I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about households, okay? To be there just in the weekends and to be there. I was like that. I was traveling so much. I saw my kids a minute, saw my kids a minute, whatever. And God was like, huh, he making me to lie down. Okay, I'm chilling. So you got to be there to train them. Training is not instructing. We think we're training because we're instructing them. You can instruct somebody from China. That's not training. Mm-mm. Training, uh, training, oh, where are we at? Training, yeah. Training means to instruct and to see it through. Yeah. To uh, instruct and administrate. To say, come here. No, no, watch out for the, okay, no, 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 walk straight. Slow down. So it's not just instruction. It's seeing it through. It's keeping them accountable. Did you do what I asked you to do last night? All right, I need you to clean your room. Okay, I'll clean it. What time are you going to clean it? After school, what time are you going to Accountability. By 6 o'clock. Okay, I'm going to check with you at 530. See how, that's training. That's why the Bible says there are many instructors, but not many fathers. Because fathers train. Fathers take the time to develop, not just instruct. Don't ever cuss at your mom, okay? What? Like that? That's not training. That's instruction that they can take or leave. 
But when you're hands-on, they appreciate the comfort of your presence. They appreciate the security of your instruction. When you're there, you got to be faithful. you got to be trusted. you got to be committed. <sighs> Let me keep going. So when he is old, he will not depart. So the story I want to go to when he was old, let's go to the prodigal son story. <laughs> One of my favorite stories. I'm not going to talk about it too long because I think we've had several messages today and I've enjoyed the whole day. Have y'all enjoyed yourselves today? Yeah. Don't fool me now, Linda. Did y'all have a good time today? Yeah. Can't stop calling you. Luke 15, 11 says the father said, uh, the, the, and, and the father, well, the son said, listen, father, give me the portion of goods that fall upon to me. A certain man had two sons, and the younger one said, man, give me the portion of goods that fall upon to me. Not yet, this scripture, but thank you so much for being on point. Uh, it, it says, give me the portion of goods that fall upon to me. And the father divided unto them his living. Okay? So the father gave him what he asked for. He went away and wasted his money with righteous living, the Bible says. He began to be in want. He was hungry. He found himself in a pit with pigs. Now, this is a parable, a heavenly story with an earthly meaning, or Jesus is just telling stories to show how the kingdom works. So now, even though the father is good to the son, you're disrespecting me, asking me for your inheritance, because you get the inheritance after I die. So to ask for your inheritance while I'm alive is the same to wish me dead. Very disrespectful and dishonorable for a child to ask for their inheritance while the father is still alive. It's the same thing as saying, Daddy, I wish you were not here. So that was disrespectful, but the father was still gracious and gave him what he asked for. He gave it to the son that asked, and he gave it to the son that did not ask. He divided unto them his living. He was testing. He was testing the sons. Good God. I'm going to be good to both, and I'm going to see the response. Don't abuse God's goodness by leaving him. As soon as he blessed the prodigal son, he left the father's presence. What? He left. What are you, you going to do after you're blessed? If you get the $50 million you think you need, what, will you be here next Sunday? Forget that because it's not about church. Will you still honor God every day? Because if you get 50 million, you might be too busy to be here. It's not about coming to church. That's not honoring God. Honoring God is Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, when you're not here. So this ain't about coming to church. Because we got people who come to church that's not committed to God. Committed to church, but not committed to God. Uh-oh, I done took another turn. So he left, and he wasted his money with riots living. Now he finds himself in a pig's pit. To the Jews, pigs are the most heinous creatures on the face of the earth. They were considered unclean. You don't supposed to farm pigs. You're not supposed to be near pigs. When Jesus cast out legions of demons, he put them in pigs. They didn't honor pigs. It was disgusting. Here is the prodigal son in the pig's pit now. And it says the son was so hungry that he was willing to eat the food the pigs were eating. But they didn't even give it to him. He's in such a low place. You got to be careful when you're in a low place. Because <laughs> you start taking on the habits and the behavior of the place you're in. Now, after hanging with pigs so long, I develop pig appetite. <laughs> I, pigs are disgusting to me as a culture, but I want to share with them. I don't, I don't, I don't just want to be around them. I want to eat with them. You got to be careful when you develop appetites that's not yours. I'm going to just use this. and when we, it, 
You cannot be angry but hang with an angry person all the time and just start getting irritated little by little like. So you hang with an angry person all the time. Now you got their temptation coming on you. Now your parents are like, you good? I'm good. I'm sorry. Are you okay? <laughs> now you got a little irritation. It's, it's not even yours. It's borrowed hunger. You got surrogate hunger. It's not even yours. Ask your neighbor, is that your lust or mine? Oh, y'all ain't asking them that. Y'all like, just look straight ahead because it might be mine. It's okay. It's grace for all of us. I need it too. I'll rub my bad off on people too. I'll rub my unrighteousness off on people too. So I'm not above anybody here. But I'm just saying, you got to understand which craving is yours or which craving is your co-workers or the person you, because you become most like who you talk most to. You become most like who you talk most to. I don't care who you live with. My, my daughter now has a Jamaican accent because her best friend is Jamaican. I'm like, come on, we out of here. Let's go. What are you talking about? I'm like, what? What's it? She's like, I ain't going out there, out there, there, there. We're not going out there. I ain't going out there, there. How you ever say that? <laughs> D-E-R-E. I ain't going out there. She got a Jamaican accent. Ain't been to Jamaica. She knows one person from Jamaica and it's her best friend that she talks to all the time. You become most like who you talk most to. She's in my house, but she's more like. So don't think you're safe just because you're around good. What do you communicate more with? You could be around good communicating with... Mm. Something almost came out my mouth that should not be said on Father's Day. You could be hanging with ratchet, righteous talking to ratchet. Wondering why you're not becoming more righteous. So he wanted to eat the slops that the pig eat, but no man gave to him. He lost his identity. He lost who he was. He thought he was a pig in that moment. I'm on the same level as pigs. And some of y'all have diminished your identity to pig level. And God came here today to restore your identity because he's a good father. You're living too low because you think you're on that level because you've been exposed to that low level for so long. But God says, no more Jacob, but Israel. Look at your neighbor and say, no more Jacob, but Israel. So here we go. The next verse says, when he came to himself. Hey! When he returned to who he was called. When he came back to who his father called him. Y'all quiet. Because you stray away from the calling on your life. You stray away from what God has called you to be. But when you come to yourself, you say, how many hired servants of my fathers have bread enough to spare and our parents with hunger? No, I will leave and return to my father. And I'll say, father, I love this so much, y'all. When he came to himself, when his identity came back, he said, hold on. This ain't me. Uh-uh, I know who I am because I know who my father is. You know who you are not because of your achievements. You know who you are because of who your father is. So if my father is a way maker, I can't stay lost. If my father is the prince of peace, I can't stay confused. If my father is a healer, I can't stay sick. If my father's provider, I can't stay broke. Actually, but who your daddy is. 
I love the I will leave. I will leave. I will leave. Whatever you're in today, when you realize who you are, you can just leave. Once I realize who I am, I can't stay in the pit. I got to snap out of it. You can just leave. Whatever dysfunction you're in right now, you can just leave. Look at your name and say, just leave right now. You can, you can just snap out of it whenever you get ready. You can just snap out of it whenever you're ready. You can just leave. Look at your name and say, I'm about to snap. I will leave. That means the pit wasn't holding him. That means his situation wasn't holding him. He decided to stay on that level. You are deciding to stay in certain pits that the father is wondering why you're even there. And you're blaming the father. I can't believe you. My father. No. Why are you there? You're not bound by it. The pit is not holding you. The pigs are not holding you hostage. You choose low-level conversation. You choose low-level living. You choose low-level thinking. I'm glad my dad preached because I don't do like him, as y'all know. Ain't nobody on the keys backing me up. All y'all backed him up. <laughs> I'm jumping. I ain't got no music behind me. He had all the music. I'm just playing. <laughs> he snapped because he remembered who his father is. Next verse says, and he arose. He came up. <laughs> you don't just snap out. You come up. Look at your neighbor and say, I'm about to come up. Y'all not excited enough for me. I'm trying to close. Thank you, Caleb. Thank you, son. Somebody high five your neighbor and say, I'm about to come up. I've been on this low level too long, and I'm sick of not having. I'm sick of being sick. I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired. It's time for me not to just snap out, but to come. I'm coming up. Watch out. Get out of my way. If you're still on the same level, I'm about to leave you because I got to come up. Tell your neighbor, I cannot stay here. I'm talking to everybody who's frustrated about the level you're on now. Everybody that's frustrated say, I'm about to come up. He arose. It's not just about going forward. It's about thinking higher. It's not just about moving forward. It's about thinking higher. His ways are not our ways. His, not, his thoughts are not our thoughts. His ways are higher than ours. All right, let me end this. Thank you for staying in love. I know you're closing me. And he arose and came to his father. But when he was a great way off, his father saw him and had compassion and ran and fell on him and kissed his neck. Listen to this. Where are the fathers that won't rest until your child come home? We got the pictures of the pacing mother. Oh, Lord, bring Jimmy home, bring Jimmy home, bring Jimmy home, bring Jimmy. Bring Jimmy home, bring Jimmy home, bring Jimmy. Bring Jimmy home, oh, Lord. Bring Jimmy home, bring Jimmy home, bring Jimmy. Bring Jimmy home. We got the pacing mother with the big ankles and a little turban hat. A little six braids under the turban. <laughs> All right, y'all, I'm just... Where are your braids, mother? <laughs> we, <laughs> we got the pacing mothers, but where are the restless fathers? I cannot sleep until my son is home. I cannot sleep until my child is home. 
My, my daughter came home late the other night. I, after her time, she's supposed to be home. I could not sleep until she walked through the door. I couldn't sleep. I'm not saying anything about my wife. She was, you know, sleep. But... <laughs> but when I'm asleep, she's up. Yeah, okay. So, I got you, babe. I'm going to cover you. I couldn't sleep. When she walked through the door, I was like, ah, I ran to her. Where are the fathers that won't sleep unless your children are safe, secure, protected? Fathers, where are you? We see a picture of a good father pacing the floor. Because he said when he was a great way off. So he's been looking the whole time. And the Bible says he left for years. Many years this son left. Every day of every month, of every week, of every year. The good father is saying, where's my child? I hope they're safe. I pray that they return. Where's, where's the fathers that won't rest until your child is safe? Where are we at? It ain't enough to throw them a check and throw them some money. You need to be restless until they're safe. You got to be rest. They're on a prom and you, I'm not saying worry. I'm not saying worry, but love that much. Love them that much. I can't rest until I know you're safe. When he was a great way off, he saw him and he ran to him and he kissed him. So the father runs to people who are a great way off. We judge people who are a great way off. A great way off. They ain't nowhere near the father. They just a sinner. Why you did what business does what business does light have with darkness? I got they killed me for being on Snoop's album. Snoop ain't even on my song. That's Tim on my song. That's Tim on Tim's song, actually. He wrote that. <laughs> Give it up for Tim. He got a song on Snoop's album. They killed me for that. What business does darkness have with light? I'm like, am I the dark one or the light one? Because I've been called so much. Like, are you talking about my skin or my Holy Ghost? Snoop is a great way off. Somebody needs to run and kiss him. Somebody needs to run and grab him. We can't judge everybody that's a great. Yes, he still smokes. Yes, he might cuss. Yes, they still sleep around. Yes, they probably do drugs. But they're on the way. I need live to be the embracers of those who are a great way off. At least you're on the way. You went from seven packs of cigarettes to six. I love you. You went from shooting needles to popping pills. I love you. Because you're on the way. Tell your neighbor, at least they're on the way. Stop judging people. Who are you? He drink, he smoke, he cuss, he sleep. Okay. And your bills ain't paid, so you ain't got order either. Your house ain't clean, you out of order too. I hear God saying, leave my children alone. I don't play for me now. Y'all way late. Nah, y'all late. Nah, nah. I'm just playing. <laughs> now, Father, he said, Father, I sinned. Thank y'all for the extra time. I sinned against you. The next verse. 
he started his speech. Father, I'm sorry I sinned against you and against heaven. I'm not even willing to be called your son. And I just break forth the best road. He started his speech. But the father said, but is always a contrast. But means the story was going one way until a turn came. Look at your neighbor and say, he turned it. I feel like running now. Look at your other neighbor and say, I'm so glad. So glad he turned it. My story was going this way. But the father had something else to say. I was going down. But the father lifted me when nothing else could help love. Love, oh, love lifted me. Love lifted me. I'm closing. I'm closing. But the father changed the narrative. Bring forth the best robe. Put him on him. Shoes on his feet. Ring on his hand. Let me move this quick. The first thing the father did was cover him. Put a robe on him. He stinks. He smells and looks like pig slop. But before everybody in the house sees you, I'm covering you. We need to be a place that covers people before we clean them. People like to clean before they cover. Because you're so righteous. You don't want that dirt in your house. Your, ooh, your righteousness is as filthy rags. Stop trying to clean people before you cover them. Cover them first. Oh, 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 wait, I'm sorry. And it matters how you cover him. Covered him with the best. Yes. Yes. The best robe. Amen. Yes. It's not, oh, since you came in, at least, at least you sit that. No, sit him at the head of the table. Give them the best treatment. Give the worst son the best treatment. Give the one that did the worst the best grace. Cover them before you clean them. Put shoes on his feet because shoes in those days, only the servants walked around barefoot. Barefoot, he came back barefoot. And that's a sign of being a slave or servant to somebody else. So the father recognized that's not the identity of a king's child. Because only slaves and servants walk the, 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 the kingdom barefoot. So cover him and put shoes on his feet, signifying that he belongs to the father's house. Okay. And he said, put a ring on it. I love you, whoever said that. Put a ring on it. I'm going to go back to the ring. Next verse, and kill the fatted calf. We've been fattening. We must celebrate with the feast for the son of mine that was dead has now returned to life. He was lost but now is found. So the party began. Can you imagine the fa God the father? This is how he treats the wayward sons. He throws a party for them. <laughs> the sinning son that comes back, God throws a party for them. Not the one that's been living right the whole time. Let's celebrate our ushers. They've been here every week. No, the one that ain't been here in years and messed up, we're throwing a party for you. Good God. Oh, y'all quiet because y'all don't like that. 
Y'all feel like the older son right now. Y'all feeling like the older son. Oh yeah, but you was never, the older son was never dead to the father. He was always there. The one that was dead that came back, he deserves a, has anybody ever strayed away in here? Okay, I'm talking to you. When you return, God says, I'm throwing you up. Look at your name and say, party time. Come up, come up, come up, come up. Quick. Come up, Cam. Hurry up, my time is up. Face that way, yeah, y'all know how we do. Get in the front. Back up, 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 back up. So the sun, back up, back up, back up, back up, back up, everybody, back up, 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 back up. The son says, Father, give me the portion of goods that's mine. The father says, Here you go, son. You can you can have it. The son leaves. Go, you can go off stage. The older son and the rest of the servants, they're moving forward. Year after year. They're getting better. Don't, don't go too fast. Slow down. Stage ain't that. Slow down. Back up here. The older son is moving forward in life. Everybody else that's in line, they're advancing in that kingdom. They're getting promoted. They're getting married. They're getting families. They're moving forward. They got their car now. They're helping dad run the business. They're helping dad run the kingdom. Everybody is moving forward. Everybody is getting better. Everybody is getting promoted. But where's the other son? Gone. Now here comes the... Did he really leave? Get up here. I'm not done with you. The son comes back and says, Father, yes, son, I messed up and I'm not worthy to be your son. Make me a servant. In other words, put me in the back of the line because that's where I deserve to be. I left my spot and I don't deserve to be a son. Make me a servant. But God said, God says, when I restore you, I don't put you where you should be. I put you where you would be had you never left. Look at somebody and say, I'm coming back. Say, I'm coming back. I'm coming back. Haters, you're going to hate. You're going to jealous. You're going to be jealous. But God has put me back in the front of the line. God has given me my favor. He's given me my glory. He's given me hope. Yeah! He's not going to put you where you should be. He's going to put you where you would be. Stay here, sons. Y'all sit up here with me. Sit down. Since y'all up here, just sit. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. Tell your neighbor, I'm coming back to where I would have been had I never left. Where would you be in life if you never strayed away? God is putting you back in that position. I'm a witness that this is true. When me and my wife almost divorced, I didn't think I deserved to even grab a mic again. But when God restored us, he said, I'm putting you back where you would have been had you never messed up. And now we're seeing and live today because God is a restorer. Say it! Everybody standing. He's putting you back where you would be. 
I know some of us have appointments with our fathers and brunches and dinners and lunches. If you cannot walk for these next 10 minutes, I would so appreciate the respect. He's putting you back where you would have been had you never left. He gave him a robe, shoes, and a ring. The ring was a signet ring. It had the king's signature on it. Whereas you can sign decrees. You can say what goes or what doesn't go. Fathers, the best thing you can give your child is a good name. I know that's a light clap and that's fine. A good name. Go to the next scripture. Hurry, 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 hurry. Oh, we down. The next one after that. Hallelujah. A good name is rather to be chosen than great riches in favor than silver and gold. So you can have a savings account for your kid. And that's great to save riches for them. But a good name is better than that account. A good name is better than his college paid off. And we got the down payment for my son's first house when he gets married. That's great to have money saved for them. That's responsible too. But better than that is a good name. When you got saved, the Bible says you've been adopted into the beloved. You got his name now. Did you hear what I just said? Now are we his sons. And it does not yet appear what we shall be. But we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him. For we shall see him as he is. The more you see the father, the more you become like him. Because you was made in his image anyway. Did you hear what I said? The more you see him, the more you become like him. He's given you his name. His name is his access. The same access heaven has, you have. The same privileges Jesus has, you have. The same power, the same authority, same miracle working power. You got the ring. You are not denied access in the spirit where I proclaim healing in my house. I spoke that over my house. My wife got sick. I put the ring on it. Tell your neighbor, put a ring on it. I said healing is in this house. Not in my name, but in the name of Jesus. I got a good name. Ha! I said, I got a good name. Poverty don't belong in your house. I speak wealth and riches. In, look at your name and say, put a ring on it. I speak wealth and riches in my house. I speak peace and love in my house. Not in my name, but in the name of... In the name of Jesus. A good father leaves a good name. Ecclesiastics 11 says, sow your seed in the morning. But at night, don't let your hands be idle. In other words, work your nine to five, nine to five job. But after that, develop your business. Sow your seed in the morning. Work from nine to five. But after that, don't just play Xbox. Uh-uh, fathers. Work on the business. Because you cannot give your children your job. But you can give them your business. something with your spare time fathers do something with your spare time that you can pass next scripture that you can pass on do something that will bless your children's children what's the next scripture quickly because they're standing and they're ready to go home and eat and so am I 
There's no, there's one more after that, right? There's no more? Okay, it says a good, oh yeah, that's it. I'm sorry. I thought that was the same one. They trying to, like, that is, Pastor, that is. A good man looks at, look at that. A good man leaving an inheritance to his what? So if you want to be a good father, what are you leaving? You can work at your job for 30 years and be the man, come up in your job. But man, that's Walmart. When you die, they, can't, they cannot inherit Walmart. After you work at Walmart, develop your car cleaning business, Dad. Develop your ministry. Develop something that you can lead to your children's children. That's a good father. Give them a good name. When you walk out the street, what's your name? I'm Austin. Austin what? Trivet. Oh, you Austin Trivet? I'm trying to leave a good name. Because that breeds security and protection. They ain't going to handle you like everybody else because your dad. I'm not talking about fame. I'm not saying go get famous. <laughs> Y'all going to go home and start posting. All your singing clips. Like, he dropped the charges. Don't pull. I'm not saying get famous. <laughs> Y'all gonna, your story is going to be filled with your talents. I'm sorry. I'm not saying get famous. Be a good integral man in the streets of Orlando or Indiana or Vegas. Let, your, let the Johnson name have value in your community. Let the cleaners know, oh, you're Miss Johnson's son. Whoa, that's a good name. All of your children should have a head start on life. They should have an advantage. And the advantage is not always money because everybody can't give money, but you can give a good name. What's your last name, my friend? Yeah. Perks? Burks. You're a good man. <laughs> I'm not going to get you. You're a good man. I mean that. I just feel like your children should be honored to have you. I feel like your children should, should have a, 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 a heritage and be proud, for lack of a better word, to be your son or your daughter. I feel like you're a good man that leaves a good name. I feel like you're kind in publics. I feel like managers should get to know you because you just have a... Everywhere we go, we were in uh, David Yerman, wherever we was at yesterday, and my family, we was in there, and it was like, what do you guys do? This is so cool. You guys are just so... Oh, man, we just love Jesus. We just... Oh, okay, really? They always get humble when I say something like that. But they just know I do hip-hop, you know what I mean? I have my hat on like, cool, we do church. Oh, okay, we do church. But it should be something about you. If it's not the money you spend in a store, it's the way you handle the clerk at the bank. That's when you walk out, they just like, what in the world? Good name. Why are all the believers just, oh, you know them. They go to church. Why is it like that? Nobody like church people. We don't have a good name, but we serve a good father. How? Change it. You have a good name, sir. Your children are beautiful. And I know it's because of you too. Because the Bible says you shall know them by their fruit. So I can look at your kids and know who you are. A man of structure, a man of order, a man of care, a man of concern, a man of security, a man of patience, a man of modesty. I speak blessings over you and your family in the name of Jesus. You're a good father. You're a good father.
Thanks for listening to today's message. We pray you are blessed by God's word. If you would like to partner with us so that we can continue sharing the gospel around the world, please visit livechurchorlando.com.